Hello, and welcome back to the Galdercast. Music in today's episode comes courtesy of Kevin McLeod of Incompetech.com and Darren Curtis at DarrenCurtisMusic.com, licensed under Creative Commons Attribution Licenses 3.0 and 4.0 respectively. Additional music comes from Arcane Anthems. You can support them at Patreon.com slash Arcane Anthems. If you want to help support this podcast, you can do so by heading over to Galdercast.Creator-Spring.com and checking out our show merch. Now, on to today's episode of Galdercast. Wait, DM, am I immediately <coughs> after Smiley in the initiative? No. No? Okay. You're before. Damn. I think. You just oh, shot me. <laughs> and it whoop, no. dies. Oh. Dang. So ready to be teleported. I was, I was gonna teleport. I was gonna teleport Crisis anyways in the middle of him saying that. Bye! <laughs> <laughs> That would have been great. Well, he's dying. He's like, ah. <laughs> All right. So, um, you have just faced off against this gigantic skeletal creature and smoke methods claiming to be attacking you under the guise of some mysterious master. You do not know uh, the I identity of. It? What the fuck was that? Roll Can an arcana I check. The monster? Arcana. Can I, also, can I also roll an Arcana check, DM? Yep. Please. It's gonna fucking suck. Hey, not bad. Fifteen. Okay. Go more again. Um. Yeah. Hang on. Do better than me. Or please. Or I'll laugh at you. <laughs> hey, that would go twenty-two. Um. <laughs> Crisis doesn't know. All you know is that it's undead. Uh, Morgan, you can identify that as a bone claw. It is a failed lich that imprints itself uh, upon creation to the nearest evil creature uh, after it failed its ritual. Uh, Bone claws serve... Whether bone claws serve a master under their own perceived um, best interests to that master and sometimes its master doesn't even know it exists. Oh. <laughs> the bone claw acts as just whatever it deems its master to need whether its master cough, knows the bone claw. <laughs> um, so yeah. This bone claw serves some evil master you have apparently threatened. And it clearly does not like them. me. Who have you guys pissed off? And why am I on a boat with you? The Nonus Arcanum, probably. You've pissed off too many people to name them all. And you've got with us because presumably you decided that was a good idea. I am probably that at some point. Do you know? Do do any of you realize? No. What a lich is? No. Vaguely. Vaguely? Well, that thing almost was one at one point. Great, and we just murderized it, so... Yeah, we're awesome. Be- we, hey, we almost lost Panic there twice, right? Like, yeah, nah. I don't think that was we, too awesome. Um, like, my ass was careful. Did you die? But Ooh, did you but die? <laughs> but did you die? <laughs> it was really fucking close, I'll tell you what. <laughs> Still more alive in your house, though. Like who? Who 
I was mean and rude. The Nonus Arcanum. Listen, whoever it is we pissed off, now you have two. So. <laughs> eh, bon. uh, your chances with us are much better than without. Also, how are we sure that you're not the one who pissed them off? Yeah. Besides the fact that it said it has to kill the lions, which is us. Exactly. I think that that's the part, you know, the part that said the lions, you know. Yeah, I think I think it naming you specifically says a lot. A pretty good indicator that it's after you. Yeah. Um, I'm it not, also means I've never really been associated with any, you know, big cat. So. Well, now you are. Welcome to the lions. Yeah. <laughs> Demon pounders on demand. Demon pounders on demand. I'm still not entirely sure about that. I don't know. I don't know if I like that. I don't know if I like that title. Being the only demon-esque looking person in this group, it sounds a little inappropriate. Pound you more. The actual name of the group. The the actual name of the group is the Young Lions. But if you listen, if you need a pounding. I'm no, sure Sigmund would be happy to accommodate. Oh, no, oh, no. <laughs> if you need a pounding. As much as, much as people, I can, look, I can appreciate a silver fox, but I'm more, I'm more into the cougars myself. But, you know, you know what? You, you know really? what? I completely understand. I 100% understand. <laughs> there, there, is, there is, in fact, a reason we now have a vampire mommy. I, I get it. He's pretty. I just, I just. Yeah. <coughs> um, as you, as this comment finishes, you're all kind of like you arguing. Figure out what the hell to do about her? Because she may have um, murdered a large chunk of my family and their servants. So okay. now Zeba and uh, her first mate, the <sighs> half, the very tall, lean half orc Merc, walk up to you and just. So exactly, which one of you pissed off something that? Has a bone claw for a servant. Uh, that would be at bare minimum Not me. me. And that was a collective effort. The rest of us. Not me. Well, because the lion thing, that was my great grandfather specifically. So I don't know if it's about the family line uh, or if it's about the group. We'll call it a group effort. We'll call it a group effort. To be yeah. fair, the official name of our group is the Young Lions. Exactly. So. But we did steal that from Smiley. Well, you did steal that from Smiley's grandparent, grandfather's group, right? Yes, super grandpa's group, right? Yeah, I know nothing about any yeah. lions. So, well, we didn't, uh, we question didn't, we didn't DM real quick. It. It's kind of an homage. Uh, the bone claw. Do I have any idea how long they could putz around for? Like how long they could be working on their master's great plans if they have a master? Like you know, like how long? Like okay, so this could be like a this could be oh, like a generational thing too. I should also mention you would also know um, as long mm -hmm. as the master is alive, the bone claw will stay alive. Ah, that is yeah. good. Okay, so we have to kill whoever. That's good. Okay. Yeah, speaking yeah, of that's a, that is the thing we need to do. That means this thing can come back. Yay. I, I will say the fact that it hasn't come after us up until now makes me think it was Baharis. Or Zizix. Or Zizix. Could be Zizix. Has, 
Uh, I guess, but we technically did kill Zizix. Not as yeah, No, he's still in the still mirror. mirror. I have a question oh. as a player in this group. Has anybody else failed to give Graves what he wants? Other than Finn. No. No, he hasn't asked for anything. No. Oh, 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 no, no, no. Finn gave... Finn now has given Graves... Oh, Finn has now? I would assume, but like... Under, oh. under, uh, Evangelion control? Yeah, like, I, I, cause I, like, I figured, like, maybe if somebody else said no to Graves, this could be maybe a Graves thing. Oh, um, I mean, Graves isn't evil, but whatever. You know, well... You're just so weird, I just I would assume. <laughs> He's weird. It doesn't mean evil. much more lawful so neutral to me. Um, that's the thing. Okay, so maybe not Graves. <laughs> then, uh, I don't know who to... How many, well, how many have of, to kill something. There's something how many of our kill. big bads have we straight up said we're the young lions to? Zed. 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 Holy I shit, think, wait. I think that's about Did it. Did we mention to anything in the mirror? I don't think so. I don't so. think so. Who I don't are. remember us saying anything about who we were. Did anything. anything in the mirror recognize Smiley? Uh, Not that we were the, aware of. The, my, one who, the, the, the guy who used to work with my great-granddad. Yeah, him. Might have, because I bear a passing resemblance. Right. Uh, yeah, Zeba pipes up again. Well... I'm not going to kick you off the ship just because you've got a few enemies or two. <clears throat> I don't know why I'm going Scottish. Gotta bring in my Barbosa again. Can I, like, can, I like, can I like walk up to Ziva? <coughs> oh, like she's with out. you guys right now. Like you're okay. standing I'll, kind of in the middle here. of the deck. I'm gonna pull out 30 gold. <laughs> I've got an enemy or two. But. And just go, does this make a square? Just perhaps a little warning. If you've got but, any other people out for your necks that are going to teleport onto the ship. There might be a little nice. But before we, we didn't know about this one. Yeah, that's like <laughs> no. defense, we didn't even know about that. I had I had legitimately no idea somebody anybody had this kind of firepower under their under their domain. Right. Um other than the knowness. So, so that, that person doesn't even know they have this kind of firepower. True. So far it's been primarily court intrigue beating up my own family members. That's that was our last like week and a half. So I mean, there was also that whole like. Well, I wasn't there for that, but you know, demon pounding. Meta, meta. <laughs> I mean, look. It re, uh, in the most recent term, it was like it was just dealing with people, family drama on my part. Prior to that, we did sort of save the world from a demon invasion, but you know, they've been I'm banished, so it shouldn't be that big another, deal. You know. 50 gold of my own money over to, to Reba here just to make things square, you know, just we're all right. friends here. <laughs> um, also, I want everyone to roll a perception check, please. Okay, we must perceive with our eyeballs. My little 24 eye globules. I can see time, I can't see shit. <laughs> I not like everyone else. <laughs> so yeah, Zeba. Um, so Sigmund and Smiley, you noticed that uh, while you guys have been talking, Merc, the half orc first mate, has been standing next to Zeba. He hasn't been saying anything, but you've you noticed that his eyes 
have now become sharp slits Ugh, and are darting between each action. one of you very quickly. Um, you see his nose has like flared up and now part like the far parts of the nostrils have almost like split open in notches. Um, his ears somehow look sharper than before. <laughs> and like every part of his senses are twitching, looking between each one of you. Um, and both of you also notice that, um, I think it's, let me see, where are they supposed to be? I think it's on the chest. Yeah, like right on his like right shoulder between the shirt and the jacket, you can see carved into his flesh one of those like scarification or tattoos um, insignias or designs is faintly glowing as uh, this is happening. And you watch as it fades away. His eyes return to normal. His nose um, returns to normal, as do his ears. He turns to Zebra and goes, Yeah, I think they're okay. Um, they're not lying. <clears throat> Don't like that. And he turns back and starts the, you know, like, barking mm. commands at the uh, crew. Also, Smiley, you notice that at the same time, uh, his fingernails had actually extended about three inches and had become uh, almost completely black. As he turns away, they shrink back down to their normal size and color. What the fuck? Don't like that. I look at Zeba and I go, well, I guess he liked what he saw because he was practically undressing us with his eyes and every other sense. Uh, for what it's worth, <coughs> Mark is be... a very unique individual that I have taken a great liking to. Why he's my first oh, mate. He can discern better. people better than anyone else. He has well, a great worth... distrust for anything lich related and most magic casters. Bear. Oh. <laughs> For what it's worth, I may be a practiced liar, but I prefer not to. So, you can generally trust what it is we have to tell you. Um. So, I, I don't know what was going on with that, to be honest. I don't know who that could have been from. We have, There are too many options, to be honest. We've pissed off a lot of bad people. So, if you're still willing to have us on board... Uh, I mean, not that you have much choice other than throwing us overboard. Um, we'd like to stay on, and obviously, we will serve as the ship's bodyguards for the time that we're for the duration of our stay. Yeah. As you for saw sure. here, we're very proficient. <coughs> Appreciate it, but should the ship come under attack, well, yes, I will expect you to do your fair share of the protecting. My crew can generally handle any mundane threats that come upon us. <clears throat> we haven't gotten this far in this reputable by being weak-handed. <clears throat> well, fair enough. With that, well, it would we'll seem we have a deal. So I'll be back <clears throat> to the helm then. And you guys return to each of your duties. Uh, Sigmund and Edie have a bit of work to get done now. Uh, you know, repairing 
quite a bit of the ship uh, that has the, undergone the that Sigmund fucked up. <laughs> um, no time at all. It will take no Gita, time at all. The, the deckhands, uh, Guido and Bargrin, like go back and start lowering the sails. They panically raised to not get destroyed. <clears throat> and you all go about the rest of your day unimpeded. Uh, you spend a night on the ship. It is jovial. Um, ship doesn't sail at night. You guys kind of, you know, weigh, uh, weigh anchor and spend a bit of night in in good company. You all get a long rest. Regain hit points, spell slots, half hit dice. I didn't even take damage. <laughs> um, I neither. And we come back to the next day. With Crisis rolling us our next D20. Oh, yeah. Yes. I can't believe I rolled a bone claw. What the fuck? <laughs> oh, yeah, what the, the fuck? <laughs> I rolled a nat, my first good roll in centuries, and I roll a fucking bone claw, a demi lich. What the fuck? <laughs> oh, demi liches are much worse lich. than liches. Yeah, I know. That's, that's a semi lich. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, that's a your fault. Lich? That's. So, Sorry, Sadie, that's, that's uh, on you. Your second day of travel, the first half, you have clear skies, good winds, uh, the ship and the crew are in good spirits. <laughs> Crisis actually rolled good travel. <laughs> hey! Ah. Um, I spent all day drooling in the map room. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> um, Just, like, hyper-talking. Yeah. <laughs> Now, because so you're with fun. the navigator, Morrigan, make me a straight intelligence check. And this will oh, go no. towards learning navigation okay. tools. At disadvantage, because you are staring intently. <laughs> At titties. I am not subtle. <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't say what, but yeah. Uh, straight intelligence. Intelligence, ah. okay. Uh, not a success. <laughs> Wow. So yeah, you're a little distracted. Yeah, every now and then, uh, Pixie has to like snap in front of your eyes and just. Sorry, I'm dead. Yeah, my tits sorry. are not the map. I was just, it wasn't. Look, it wasn't. <laughs> it's not. Okay. <clears throat> I just don't know. I mean, I'm flattered and all, but I mean, at least you're not staring at the eyes. But we have a job to do. Do people stare at the eye? Why? <laughs> I mean, she has three eyes. This is not normal. Like, no, no race you know of has three eyes. I like, and I love how Morgan has not been phased by that for a single it's just like, second. Okay, yeah, three she's eyes. Like, cool. Like, three eyes, sick. <laughs> Glittery skin, cool. Titty. Fuck yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like also, her. the fact that she's like, you know, seven feet tall. Yeah, I'm just like, damn. Step At dinner tonight, <laughs> at dinner tonight, Smiley's going to flirt <laughs> without intent with Pixie, just to mess oh, with Morgan. No. Just to mess Morgan's with Morgan. Gonna, <laughs> Morgan's gonna murder Smiley in his sleep. <laughs> uh, better so, people try. <laughs> second half of the day, Sigmund, roll me a d20. No. Why? Don't make Not me do well. this. Don't make me do this. Roll low, roll low, roll low. Or high, whichever one's better. Twelve. Twelve. Kraken. Wonderful. Seven. 
The Tarask. <laughs> Bunch of harpies. So, a Tarask Kraken. Oh, no. <laughs> With wings. Would that be stronger or less strong? Listen, we've met a Kraken. His name was Filva. <laughs> um, so one, uh, pick, uh, I need, I need Crisis to make a perception check, please. Oh, hell yeah. Perception. Crisis. Oh, I like yeah. perception. Crisis. Just me. Just, Just crisis. Me. crisis. Crisis is Just the lookout. Me. Crisis and Pixie. Oh my god, Pixie. Oh, you poor fuck girl. Yeah. So Crisis with a natural eyes. 20. Pixie's a little distracted now because Pixie is uh very curious about this random blue lizard. <laughs> um <laughs> And she's, again, just talking constantly. Uh, constantly. So not super paying attention, but Crisis, um, you notice that a little ways ahead of you, maybe quarter of a kilometer, there is this strange glow in the water that's pretty much the entire point in front of you. Like, you're not going to be able to avoid this. Um, Uh-oh. I'm going to point it it's, out. It's like this kind of like bluish glow that's almost surging and pulsing around in the water. And you can see there's also this pinkish hue in the water. Mm. If you point it out, you yeah, see I'm Pixie, definitely gonna point it out. Be like, you know, look Pixie. forward and go, I'm Oh, not that's not good. We have to go tell them. Vroom, Pixie flies down, calls out, Captain, Captain, oh. Captain. Uh, we're coming up on a on, on a coral on a storm reef. <clears throat> ah, I remember these. Kason, Kason, storm storm reef, storm reef, storm reef. <laughs> uh, I remember these. Zeba calls out to the crew. All right, everyone, brace for a storm coral reef. <clears throat> okay. Um. I don't. I don't. I don't know what that means. Individually, each of your tutors explains to you what a storm coral reef is. A storm mm -hmm. coral is a particular type of uh, coral growth that essentially explodes with thunder damage if it's touched. Oh, that yeah. sounds like a problem. It's 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 a reef of coral that contains a storm. Uh, if you touch it or break it, it will concuss with essentially a thunder clap uh, doing thunder damage and damaging a ship and if it does high enough thunder damage a small shock of lightning might come out too Woo. spicy That's, that sounds like a whole so, problem uh, this will be a series of skill checks <clears throat> ooh by who this is how I'm going to explain it one uh one person will make the actual vehicle check. Um, under, because Kaysen is the one at the helm. He's going to take this, so you're going to be doing the, just because it's more fun for you guys to roll the d20 than me, are going to be rolling the d20 plus Kaysen's, uh modifiers. But up to two people can aid on each check to give a bonus to the, uh, to the vehicle check. On a success, you add a plus two to the check. On a failure, nothing bad happens. <clears throat> if the vehicle check fails, you will pass through a number of feet of storm coral 
equal to how much you failed the check by, and the ship will take damage. <clears throat> if you succeed, you pass through that section of the reef without taking any damage. Also, the same aid cannot be given twice. So if someone wants to uh, try and bring in the sail, uh, the storm sails or, or do whatever to speed up the ship or have the ship lean one way, you can do that once, but you can't do that same thing again. Okay, like someone else has to do it type thing. No, you can't do that same thing again. Oh. The same person can help more than once, but you can't do the same action more than once. Huh. Oh, okay. Like any you type of action. Yeah, you can't keep like weighing anchor to one side to avoid the reef over and over. Okay, yeah, makes sense. So, who wants to be the one that rolls the vehicle check? Or at least for the first one. I think Smiley should do it. All right. So Smiley will roll a d20 plus Kaysen's seven vehicle check. Who wants to aid in the check? <clears throat> I can aid. What do you want can to do? I? Hmm. How, uh, how will like, Crisis aid? I'll help by... um. Opening the sails and making us go faster. I mean, you all are so the lookout. You can just technically guide with a perception check. Oh, yeah, I'll do that. I'll do that. I'll perceive. Like, think of what you're doing on the ship and how that yeah. could help avoid this. I'll keep my big old lizard eyes straight on the coral. So, just for the first check, because this is how I'm going to be doing skill check series from now on, is the Pathfinder Starfinder version. Uh, think of what you're doing inside the ship, what your position is. So, again, Crisis is a lookout. Crisis can do perce a perception check to guide through um, more open areas of the reef or where there's a coral, whatever. Uh, Panic, being a gunner, can make a, um, a weapons check to actually blast apart the reef before you hit it. <clears throat> oh, I um, oh. Sigmund can reinforce the vessel slightly or uh, weigh anchor to give the ship a lean to one side or another. Um, Morgan, seeing as is navigation, can't really help too much right now with navigation, yeah. but seeing as you're a spellcaster, you could yeah. use spells to help. Yeah, that's what I'm looking at. <laughs> I'm looking at the spells right now. Smiley, being uh, part of the helmsman, can basically help guide the rudder, rudder more forcefully and do additional adjustments after Kaysen does it. Cool. And just for the fun of it, two people will aid, and whoever is not aiding can roll the d20. For the actual vehicle check. So it doesn't have to be the same person over and over. So everyone can aid. It's not like if Gans wants to roll the, the, the d20 for the vehicle check, he can't do an aid. It's just... So, yeah, okay. Who wants to aid on the first check? <clears throat> I don't know, it's pretty good already. <laughs> That's a 25, but who wants to aid? This is going to help. Uh, I, because I the aid, aid yet. the I aid is supposed to happen before the check. <laughs> do, crisis already do the aid? No. Oh, no. That's a perception to see it. So up to two people can aid. 
Oh, well, I don't know if detect magic would help in this situation, but I could do that. And if sure, I could detect not... the reefs, if they're magical. Yeah. I don't um, think... So we'll have you roll um, Arcana or Perception, your choice, for this skill check. I'll do Arcana. All right, roll an Arcana check. Yeah, I think I'll do Arcana. This is basically taking the faint magical energy that Storm Coral has, and is yeah. you're trying to identify it. All right, 22. a 22 succeeds. There's a plus two bonus to that roll. Nice. Anyone else aiding? Mm, not on this first roll. Not this turn. Yeah. Panic? Sure. All right. What are you going to do? Well, I can make things go kaboom. Okay. Uh, we're going to say roll an athletics check. Because you're aiming heavy guns. Oh, to blow wait. apart. Kaboom. Kaboom. Natural 20 for 27. That's another Kaboom. success. So, globally, you guys get a 27 to avoid the Storm Coral Reef. And that is one success towards the skill checks. I you guys, Morgan stands at the, at the prow of the ship. I'm hoping I'm using the right parts of the ship at this point. Because <laughs> I don't know actual ship terminology. Um, so yeah. Morgan stands at the front of the ship uh, calling out, like, veer left, veer right, or east-west. <coughs> Success. Panic and port both take the cannon guns together, loading, firing, loading, firing, blowing apart parts of the reef that you might otherwise hit. You get through with Kaysen uh, steering. Second check. Who's aiding? Me! Me! Okay. I was crisis aiding. Okay, roll perception. I'm gonna use my, my big old eyes. 11. Eleven. I don't see a whole Unfortunately, lot. Fortunately, that is a failure, so that aid doesn't go through. Anyone else aiding? I will aid by doing a uh, Macarena. Hey, Macarena. <laughs> I'll just, like, fire bolt and, like, blow up any reef if it gets too close. All right. Um, that will be another Arcana check. Oh, sick. And I will aid by steadying the wheel. Uh, only, only two aids. Two aids. Oh, there's already been two? Never so, mind. So, whoever did not do an aid for this round, uh, you guys roll a d20 uh, plus nine. Because that Morgan's aid succeeds with a 19. D20 plus 9, you said? Yep. Yeah. 1%. So that uh, is a 19. 21. 21, sorry. I don't know why I said 19. 21, yes, that is another success. So with the combined efforts of, again, just plowing a path through the Storm Coral with Firebolts and Panic, or Panic, Crisis guiding again uh, through uh, lighter parts of the reef or uh, deeper parts of the reef where the ship can pass. You guys succeed again. Alright, third and final one. Who's aiding? <clears throat> oh, 
Would my mage... Sorry? I shall aid. Yep. So, Smiley, how are you waiting? I will run up and down the the gangplank, trying to tie everything down that I can to allow them to do more daring moves without losing any any cargo or people. Okay, we'll say that is going to be an acrobatics check. Perfect. Tried to make it something that I could do decently. <laughs> yeah, this is this is what it's about. It's creatively using your skills. <clears throat> that is a twenty-two. Twenty-two succeeds. There's a plus two to this check. Uh, who else is aiding? Sigmund's gonna aid on this one. All right. What does Sigmund do? Sigmund is he's going to check the chain, the rudder chain. Because I have proficiency in Smith's tools and Smith's tools. Okay. Um, I'm going to use my Smith's tools to check the uh, the rudder chain and make sure it is tight and responsive for any maneuvers that need to be All made. All right. Uh, then make yourselves a uh, tools check using Dex. Using Dex. Dexterity. Uh, did I do it? I don't see it. There we go. Oh, 17 we go. also succeeds. So that is going to be a plus 11 to the check. Can I roll? Uh, can I roll? Yeah, go ahead. D20 e plus 11. Plus 11. <laughs> 22! And a third success on the storm coral. And Sigmund, like, off the side of the boat, making sure that rudder chain is nice and responsive, taut with the wheel. You guys are able to almost, like, lean the ship 45 degrees to avoid that last stretch of storm coral. Almost grazing, you hear a slight pop inside the water, but not enough to damage a ship, and you are now clear of the reef. Woo! Alright, so, that is that. That was great! That was fun! Alright, I will be right back, but uh, this is your second day of travel done. Hooray! Uh, prep sheet. Travel day is done, too. I'll be right back. Uh, remember, we have a merch store. <laughs> <laughs> Buy stuff! And they're very nice and cozy and comfy and good. Cozy, stylish! All I know is I'm huddled up in a pile of blankets. Oh, we should get blankets! I'm actually wearing the sweater. <laughs> you know what? That should be a, that would be a good idea if we get little blankets. I would buy so many! Oh my gosh. I already have a blanket for Like, I have a blanket fort right now, is what I'm doing. I am oh, still on I'm the jealous. floor. <laughs> I'm wrapped in a in a tortilla. Oh no, Fen has the tortilla. I would never take that away from him. I have Remember folks, that. if you ever want to wear clothing that describes you as fair enough or as a demon pounder on demand. <laughs> you know where to buy our merch. That is at Creator Spring, at galdercast.creatorspring.com. Woo! 
Very good. Always, well done. I always prefer our official name, the Young Lions, better, but you know. The hoodie and the t-shirt that have Demon Pounder on demand also have the Young Lions because it's a sort of hyphenate title. Or a subtitle, <laughs> if you would. There we go. Now I want Pretty it. Cool. <laughs> love it. I love the shill. It's great. <laughs> I am a shameless, shameless, shameless merch whore. That's I don't wonderful. Know what to tell you. All right, so third day of travel, Smiley, roll me a d20. Boy, oh boy. You got a baby boy. <laughs> Let's We're do gonna this. die! We're probably gonna die, Rip. yeah. That is, that is a thing that tends to People tend to almost die around me a lot, but I count it as good luck because it's only almost. Okay. <laughs> oh, oh, wait, no, that Two. might be good. Yeah, that's, good? Another, that's another half day of good travels. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> Jeez. Love it. Um, Bullshit. all right. So it's a slap in the face to my ability to roll a d20. <laughs> I don't like this. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, third day, second half, panic. Roll me that d20. Oh, no. Come on, BB. Oh, no. Get a three. Get a three. Get a close enough. Six. All right, so as you progress through yeah. the second half of the day, you can see you yourselves approaching a thick, dense wall of fog that just takes up oh, the entire no. horizon. Let's go. Is it red? <laughs> it's no, it's mist. not red, but it is huge. It's actually a Stephen King um, novel. This is clearly a... This, this is um, a cloud that has descended close enough to the water to bring up mist vapors as well and you are now entering a dense dense thing of fog this is going to actually be another uh series of skill tests uh, this one is navigation checks uh so this will be with pixie's uh plus six navigation and her hot sidekick me <laughs> um this one will be slightly different so this one is one person can aid with each check in a particular way. So who wants to aid and who wants to roll that d20 plus five? I want to aid. Ooh, I will roll the d20 plus five. What exactly okay. are we navigating right now? You're navigating through fog. the mist to not get lost. Through the mist. Well, I will, use, I will aid fog. by using my keen half-elven eyes to change, to change the wheel position to exactly where they need to, to exactly where it needs to be. Alright, make yourself oh, a perception check. Yeah. Miley. Oh, well, the thing I'm best elf at. See. My elf eyes see nothing. Dick. <laughs> oh, my that's a natural one. Nothing. I I literally <laughs> one <laughs> I got oh I got God. some of that saltwater fog in my eye. It's all it's all right. just fucking yeah, me yeah, up. As, like, you, sorry. as you go to uh you pretty much just go over the back side of the ship, keep yourself at the rudder, trying to keep it exactly positioned as needed. Um <laughs> the spray kicks up from the ship from a massive wave and just ah, gets fuck. you right in the eye. It's, it's, ah, it's worse than cutting onions, fuck! <laughs> uh I don't know what would be better in this situation? Well, that's the first one. There's only one person okay. per check on this one. 
Okay. I really um, thought I had that one. <laughs> uh, because these are slightly lower DCs. Okay. Uh, so Sigmund was going to roll the D20, so Sigmund, D20 plus 5. D20 plus 5. It, wasn't it plus 6? Uh, sorry, 6, six yes. Oh, it's a 26 anyway, so. <laughs> yeah, 26, oh, 26, so. First check is a success. So the um, natural one followed by the immediate natural 20. I love this for us guys, as long as it works. Again. <laughs> um, so uh, Pixie's, Pixie is able to, you know, she's looking at the sky. You see her eyes almost looking past the fog, is directing Kaysen and Tipper uh, in tandem to guide the ship almost perfectly northward. <clears throat> Second check. Who's aiding? Who's rolling the check? I will aid. Alright, how are you aiding? Now. I have two, I have three options here. If you mm-hmm. check her math, she will get offended. I can use like... Raise up your shirt, show your teeth. Actually, that's how Sigmund will I can will use aim. like gust to kind of like disperse some fog, you know? Yeah, but, but Sigmund's like, got 50 years That's not like time. a big area of effect. Sorry, Wait, what is? Are, are you? Or no, the range is thirty feet, but like are, for gust. Are you aiding or are you? I was gonna aid. Aiding. Oh, okay. Yeah, so like I could use gust to disperse <coughs> some fog, so you know, increase some visibility, or I could use shape water, I guess, to like freeze it out of the air. But that's a five foot cube, so that's not gonna do much. Or oh, yeah, I you can use my familiar and get my familiar to fly up above the fog. Does the Amarage have wings? Hmm? Oh, no, I could, like, take an hour and make a new one. <laughs> an hour. I forgot, I forgot I didn't do an owl. I thought I took an owl. <laughs> Never mind. You took the Amaraj. You have a horned bunny. Gust. All right. So, uh, roll me that Arcana check for Gust. I want to roll. All right. So, let's see if this Arcana check succeeds the aid. Um... That is just a success. Woo! All right. So, Crisis, that is a plus eight to the D20 roll. All right. Let's go. Oh, I also rolled a one. Ooh. So, as you're trying to push it away, the gust is helping. It's dispersing the fog just a bit, increasing that visibility, but... Now that you're getting to the center of it, so thick. Even uh, Pixie's unique eyes aren't able to see past it, above it, into the sky, and you feel like you might be wandering a little aimlessly right now. <clears throat> and this one's not as like <laughs> immediate. This is not like round by round. This is a constant. You've been in this this fog for at least twenty minutes now. Um, third and final check. This will make or break it as to whether you guys lose half a day of travel or not. Sigmund's going like- to aid by doing mathematics. How are your mathematics going to help? Uh, he's going to help chart the course. He's going to check the numbers and. Calculate the distances. That will be a survival check. I was hoping it would be intelligence. Uh, By that, that is 
survival. That is reading a map and plotting a course. Uh, mine's less reading the map and just checking the figures, like the maths, the pure number crunching. That is still reading a map. All right. That's not going to do much then. Have an idea. Ten. Ten. Fortunately, that does not succeed, so it'll just be I the base six. Who wants to do roll the, the check? All right, D20 plus six. 19. 25. Success. Just barely. Just barely. Because Morgan was there. Morgan helped Pixie. Pixie might be better. <laughs> um, now that, again, you are passing through the fog, it's almost been an hour and a half that you've been going through here. You feel that the fog is getting a little thinner. <clears throat> uh, I want everyone to make me a perception check at disadvantage because it's dense fog. Unfortunate. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> hey. Oh. I thought I'd do a lot worse. Oh, wrong wrong skill. There we go. Crisis. Oh. Wow, just horrible perceptions. And We're missing Smiley. Yeah, he's BRB. He's uh, oh, gone on. for breakfast. Damn. All right. Well, none of you notice right away. Um, until it's too much fog. <coughs> Zeba actually walks forward. Yeah. Well, fuck you, Crisis. Oh, God. And damn. actually walks to the. The prow of the ship, the front. And as you follow her gaze, you can see... To some of you, a familiar sight. A young man. Uh, shaggy, dirty, tussled. Uh, dirty blonde hair. Uh, dirt, mud-caked armor. Uh, an old cloak. Clutching a jagged and gnarled looking spear in one hand with a uh, large pendant of a crow's foot or a bird's foot holding a large eye that seems to move on its own. The phantom that has been stalking Sigmund. <gasps> Jacob. We found him. He found us. Oh no. Um... <laughs> See, I knew we should have dealt with Sigmund's first. <laughs> <laughs> mm, you right. should have done that. And you can, and Zeba walks up because Zeba's the first one to notice him. What the fuck you Strangely. want? Strangely. Who are you, Tobis? Dear gods, why do my voice for her keep changing? <laughs> Who are you, Tobis? Why can't I you do her good? voice all of a sudden? <laughs> why am I doing a weird Spanish? Why, why am I doing Tetaclac? 
<laughs> Seriously. <coughs> what are you doing on my boat? You have the scent of folk that I don't wish to be associated with anymore. Jakob looks towards her. Cocks his head and squints for a second. I am quite very sorry. I do not come for you. Daughter of the stars. I have come for my brother. I need to warn him. Sigmund. The I'm busy sanding. Uh, I'm busy sanding the thing. Um, you watch. For those keeping an eye on him, you watch as uh, this man, whose again name I don't think anyone knows at this point, nope. kind of like takes a half step forward and vanishes into the the fog, <coughs> and finishes his step directly behind Sigmund, putting his hand on him. Holy fuck. Mm hmm. Sigmund, beware the Dobsul. They are coming for you. Coming for all of the sons. I don't have the power to stop them any more than I can. Griffins, I returned once more. You need to find what they're looking for. Finally finished making my breakfast, so I will have no more delays. <clears throat> They're looking for... And he looks like he's having trouble uh, saying something. Like, something's stopping him from speaking. Also, I should be on. <clears throat> I can only appear to you certain times in the right conditions. The witching hour is when they have the weakest power and I can act on my own. <clears throat> and I seem to have some freedom within the mist and fog. Please, Sigmund. Find it. Find this. What, whoever of the horse sons took it from their last servant. Before I do. <clears throat> Please. Turn. Stop them. What? What? It's and it again. It he's trying to say something, but there's something stopping him. Like he's trying to force himself to say something. <laughs> and you can now see the edge of the fog is coming closer. You can see daylight once again. And as the ship slowly breaks out of the fog, Jakob with it just vanishes from the ship. <coughs> and you can now see directly above him um, hanging from like a knot on the rigging is another symbol of the Dobsul that um, overlapping diamond-shaped stick symbol with feathers and bones strung in the center 
and you guys exit the fog. Zeba walks directly up to Sigmund and goes, I believe we need to have a talk. Perhaps all of you. That's it. I. The Dob Sur are after you. Who the fuck is then that? Then you are in grave danger. <clears throat> oh, fuck. Dob Sur? Who's Dob right. Sur? Well, let's go do some more fucking. Figure out who's out, who else is after us, I guess. And uh, she leads you into the captain's cabin at the back of the ship. <coughs> First time most of you are seeing this. I think Morgan has maybe been here a few times because navigation. Um, you can see it's almost very similar to Graves's shop. It's very kind of like cluttered, but still well affixed because ship. Um, there's tokens and trinkets and uh, totems hanging all around the ship. Um, most of you know like a certain amount of superstition from across the continent one way or another, and there's just like every evil warding charm, protection charm, um, spells against, uh, or, or like charm spells against um, being found, traveler, like it's just this huge collection of strange occult paraphernalia. <clears throat> and Zeba um, goes to the back where <coughs> she has the the windows of the captain's cabin, which are just curtained, because she doesn't really need to look out of them. Exactly how much do all of you know about the Dobsul? How much does Morgan know about the Dobsul? Roll me a history check. How much does Sigmund know about the Dobsul? Uh, Sigmund knows what has previously been said. Uh, the Dobsul are... An old fairy tale from Ostensa. Right. Um, you know, a bit of a boogeyman, a bit of a Baba Yaga situation. Scary witch in the woods. Uh, from his last check many, many, <laughs> many days ago. Like a year and a half ago. Um, the dogs are, are nothing uh, more than a fairy tale. They, they... Morgan knows more than this. Morgan has probably read many of the fairy tales and yeah. has maybe found some reachers that the Dobsul are real. They are a very powerful hag coven that is found in the moonlit marsh or the moonlit swamp in Ostensa. Um, most believe them again to be a fairy tale, a legend, just this boogeyman to keep kids out of the swamp, make them behave. But there's people that have gone missing in that swamp. That swamp has strange properties that it shouldn't have. Which swamp is this again? It's the moon... the what? The moonlit swamp. Oh, good. We need it to be... Near. Oh, yeah, no, the Dobsula most likely real. And to rebind. That's the Dobsul spelling. 
Oh, I was close. What the fuck? This is worse than Zizix. Um, no. I, I did D-A-B-H-S-U-U-L, so I think I was close. Yeah, because it's it's a combo of Irish and um, I forget, but it's it's a Cambodian adjacent language. Mm. It's it's the the dob the shoe in in the, <laughs> the Asian <dob> language <laughs> and in Irish it's a very similar meaning. But I just combined them to be the Dobsul. <clears throat> I can assure you that the Dobsul are all too real. They are, uh, in fact, my mother's. And you watch as um, normally what? underneath her wide-brimmed hat, she has this um, headscarf wrapped around her that kind of covers most of her head allowing like these long uh, gray white locks of hair to fall behind she unwraps it and you can see almost protruding directly from her head is this um, like circlet or crown of twisted branches and thorns oh. that like starts at the back of her head and comes forward curling up above her forehead, almost meeting at two points. <clears throat> the Dabsul, many, many years ago, kidnapped me as a young girl and were raising me to be one of their daughters, eventually to join the coven as another hag. The effect of which you can see here. Not exactly entirely human anymore. Half hag, as it were. Effects that don't wear off easily. And you can also see on her like forehead, very tiny, pretty much directly under where the, the two points of the branch meet, is the symbol of the Dob Sewell either burned or enchanted or carved into her forehead, just below the hairline. I was able to escape the coven and my mother's when I was just a teenager. Maybe 17 or 18 at the time. My younger sister was not so lucky. Sister. She was my sister as much as they were my mothers. And if that undead young man is their new servant, I'm assuming he's the one who killed Turuk, the last sorry sod that found himself under their control. Is that right? I mean, she, like, is now turning at Sigmund. Last I saw my friend. My brother. 
He was dead on a hill of corpses. I'm assuming struck down by that very spear that he's been holding. Probably. That is the curse of the Dobsures. One of their many curses and hexes. They will always keep a servant to do their bidding outside the moonlit swamp. They try to remain there as their power is greatest there. Their servant goes out into the world and does their bidding as needed to enact their rituals and spells as they see fit. That spear is part of the enchantment. That pendant allows them to see whatever their servant sees. When one servant dies, they take up the next one to have killed it. <coughs> or which it last killed. <coughs> with spear. If Turek is dead, then yes, your friend there probably shortly took up his mantle. As for what they're looking for, I can only... Oh, did I not name it? Apparently not. <coughs> They're probably looking for a black stone. Unique in its properties. Capable of acting as a leash and an anchor. A central point to their grand machinations. They want to bring all the bordering planes together as one. Shadowfell, Material Pain, the Feywild, the Ethereal, all into one large world of hexes and witchcraft. Do you know where such a stone may have gone? After Taruk was killed. I don't even know who this Taruk is. Um, she actually... She, um... She, watch as she rips off one of her fingernails. <clears throat> and hands it to you, Sigmund. Sigmund looks down at it, looks up at her. A fingernail? It's easier than explaining. So Taruk is a fingernail? Just take it. He does. It's in his hand. Okay. So he takes you take the fingernail, and as you do, um, this vision just fills your mind of a massive orc wielding that spear that Jacob has, the same spear that killed him. Um, 
the orc chief that felled him in his last battle with the Horsons. The one that you and your band killed shortly after. Mm -hmm. In one of your last combats with them. <clears throat> and you gain the knowledge that this this is Taruk, their last the last servant of the Dobsul. <clears throat> and you can see in your vision and now recalling during that battle, he had that spear, he had the same cloak that Jakob now wears. He had the same pendant in his hand, uh, hanging from his neck. <clears throat> um, and in the hand not wielding the spear was this large, almost pure black stone. The vision fades away. I do know Taruk. I'm the one who killed Taruk. What? If you killed him, then do you know where that stone went? Do I know where the black stone went? Uh, make a history It's in check. your pocket with the sand. <laughs> I hate sand. It's dry, coarse, <laughs> and gets everywhere. Fifteen. Um, your memory is vague. You remember that after the battle, as per usual, uh, the Horsons went about, you know, collecting materials and supplies from the slain enemies that they had. You know, it's easier and cheaper than buying and repairing and spending gold. Um, and of course, several members took tokens from Taruk. One person took his cloak. One person took his spear. One person took that black stone, but you can't remember who took each one. Clearly, Jakob has found two of them. Uh-huh. Whoever was wielding the spear and the cloak. I don't remember who took the stone, though. No. It was such a blur, and obviously you and grief over losing your brother. Your memory is foggy of that day, and who walked away with that black stone? No, I don't know who has the stone. Uh, Ziba continues, well, I hope for your sake, for their sake, and, well, the rest of the world, that you can find whoever has it before that man does. Before the Dobsul can get it. They've tried several times already throughout the years to enact a battle 
a slaughter large enough to fuel that crystal and bring those planes together. It's only a matter of time before they have shed enough blood to succeed. So if you can, I suggest you find that stone. For better yet, kill my mother's in the Dabsul. End that coven's attempts at creating an ungodly and unholy world where only their own twisted sensibilities make any sense at all. How many mothers did you have? When I was there, there were three. If the last little girl they took in just before I left. My sister, as it were. A young girl named Maeve. Oh dear. If she I underwent the full the process, then they may be at four by now. Maybe even five if they've taken in any other young girls. How much do I know about hags? Um, roll me an arcana check. Twelve. A little vague, not exactly your um, particular section of studies. They are powerful magic users. Um, they range between fey and fiend. Uh, very twisted uh, senses of beauty and uh, interest. Very macabre. But past that, mostly it's just fairy tales. Baba Yaga, boogeyman in the forest sort of thing. So, at best, we're up against three very powerful magic users. Or, at worst, more than that. <laughs> now, we're already starting on a bad foot. Yeah, I just want to point that out. So, <laughs> I don't know if we stand a chance there. It does look rather bleak endeavor, which is... Well, why I say in the best case scenario, you go try and take them out. If anything, you can at least stall them for another couple of centuries or so. You can destroy that black stone. It'll take them a while to rebuild. You'd have to start another large amount of genocidal slaughters to repower it. It's possible to destroy the stone? Possible, yes, but in no way simple or easy. As I was only a daughter at the time, I was not privy exactly to how it worked or how it could be destroyed. But I know there is a way, as they were very careful with its handling.
So be it. What do you want to do, Sigmund? Right now, there's only one thing to do. Dredge up the past. And he leaves the room. Mm. You, I think that went well. Question yeah. mark? Okay. So are we really going to fight a bunch of... Thanks, eventually. Um, <laughs> after Sigmund leaves the room, um, Z- Zeba starts, like, you know, retying her headscarf over this, um, living crown of thorns and briar. <clears throat> it's, I didn't want to mention it. Probably not preferable or easy for your friend there. But one of the best ways to help take out the Dobsul is to get rid of their servant. It takes at least three months for them to properly create a new one. So if you can take out that young man, bring him back with a proper dead they'd at least lose their hand out in the world beyond the moonlit swamp at least for some time might give you a little bit before a, li- a little bit more time before you need to face them head on they're situated in the moonlit swamp yes there is no exact location. It's such the a swamp itself. pretty name, too. Like, fuck. It is. Uh... Like, I want to live there, you know, but then you probably get there and it's like covered in dead bodies or something. I don't know. I don't know. To be honest, Murderers you're not too far hags. off. Oh, shit, I hate it when I'm right. Sometimes. Fuck. <laughs> the Moonlit Swamp is a strange place. It's... The land shifts and changes yeah, as you walk through it. Navigating it is no simple feat, and it's how they're able to keep their daughters within the swamp and from escaping. I was only able to escape by doing what you see on my eyes. (laughs) By removing my eyes, I was able to lessen their effects, lessen the effects of the moonlit swamp, and run my way out before they caught me. That's impressive. I don't know if that young girl Maeve was any luckier. Or if she became part of the coven as well. But outside the swamp, the hag's power is much less. They can only access their full magical power when they're together. And their nest is never left unattended by at least one of them. 
Inside the swamp, however, their power is tenfold. So we need to lure them out, is what you're saying. a lot of fun. If you're able, that would be no mean feat. But they are devious, and they are careful. Getting them to leave leave their safe haven of the swamp will require no ends of deception and trickery. Alright, well we've all played Baldur's Gate 3. What if we just kill them in their swamp? (laughs) It's possible, but you'll probably be facing all three of them. And we're gonna die. No, we're gonna die. We're gonna die. We're gonna die. We're, do- we're toast, guys. We're you toast. best go in prepared. But <laughs> we're, we're, we're fine. I think I think Gans is trying to say something. Oh, speak. Oh, I didn't hear the beeps. He 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 is unable to speak at the moment. Oh, no, we cannot hear you. No. Oh, he's switching the headset. Spare. Can you guys hear me now? Yeah. yeah. Yep. Okay, perfect. I turn off my headset without realizing it. Because I'm not used to using it instead of my microphone. Yay. It's a mood. Indeed. So, uh, sounds like we're in for a fun time. So much fun. So, step one is murdering his already murdered brother? Or Or we could kill our moms first. But there's like three of them, at least. Fair point. At least one messenger is to murder versus three or more hags. Never fought a hag before, but they seem like a doozy. Don't like those. We did beat my aunt, though. She's a pretty, she's a hag. In the sense that she's <laughs> awful, at least. I mean, yeah, that's not the same, but fair. <laughs> you could also call her a banshee. Mm. Not that she really put up. Well, she herself she didn't, didn't put up put a fight. Put up a fight. Oh my god, I can't talk. She didn't though. It was very easy to give her a potato. <laughs> <laughs> it's very easy. Zebo looks a little confused, but. Well, <laughs> I give you this mostly as a warning, not as a favor, nor as uh, something I suggest you take on. But if you're being hunted by the Dobsul, you best take care of that pretty quickly. Well, this has and been going on for a while <laughs> already. Uh, at that point, she goes... <clears throat> Puts her hat back on and steps back out onto the boat. Well, okay, fair. Okay, bye. So, uh, that was our second half of the third day of travel. And that was Panic. That was me. Yep. And I think we are now back up at the top of the list with Morrigan rolling. Hey, hey, hey. Morgan, okay. give me that d20. Oh, boy. Ah? Roll low! 
Oh, I rolled a five. I don't know why it went to G GM, though. Oh, yeah, that's fine. I think you just accidentally whispered it. Uh, my roll tables. Oh, yeah, I did. Oh, I was going to say, I'm pretty sure okay. most of the rolls well, Actually, <laughs> we all that one is it, now. So. That was actually now gone. <laughs> uh, so that goes up to the next one. So, uh, I don't roll again? Okay. No, you don't have to roll again. It's, it's, I'm taking the five. Um, so, your fourth day of travel commences. You guys are sailing well enough. Um, Crisis, Sigmund give me... avoiding everyone except his tutor. Yeah. He's just working and he's not talking to anybody. Uh, Crisis, give me a perception check, please. Oh, hell yeah. Use your wonderful eyeballs. My big old lizard eyeballs. Your no-lid eyeballs. And Tipper has a natural 20 for a 25. Oh, hell yeah. Let's go. Crisis for a 21. Yeah, look at All right. <laughs> so almost in unison, uh, Tipper and Crisis can see um, something so much. just a little bit in the distance, maybe uh, under a kilometer away. Like just just into the horizon um as you guys have been like you know you have to go slightly close to shore sometimes further out into into the sea and you see as you're maybe further out into the ocean you can't see land right now um is this this there's something sticking out of the water a mm. large dark shape <clears throat> fun Hmm. Very fun. Is it much pleasant? Humanoid? Oh, definitely not. Like you can see this from a long way away. This is big. It's not Ooh. moving. You're approaching it though, roughly. Is it a creature? Mm, no. What is it? It's just a large, dark shape. And you get closer and closer and you're you're not like going straight towards it you're j heading in that general direction so you're getting yeah. closer to it and you can see it's this like a pillar it's this large solid black obelisk sticking straight out of the ocean the wa the waves crashing around it <laughs> um it stands out of the water surface um, about 60 feet tall. <clears throat> um, at the base where it meets the water, it's about five feet wide. At its smallest point as it tapers towards its top, maybe two feet wide. This four-sided black obelisk just sticking out of the water. Mm. And you approach it um, maybe within 30 or so feet. And you can't see too far into the water now that you're you're out into more open ocean. The water is deeper, but it continues further down towards the ocean floor and disappears into the murky darkness of the ocean. Fun. Um, as you approach it, you notice the wind begins to die a little bit, too. You slow right by it. What would you guys like to do? What the 
that. Can anyone identify it? You're the person who both has communications with the damned and understands magic. This 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 very clear lighthouse of the damned seems more your thing than mine. Communication with the damned is a bit of stretch, but like I mean I could try to identify, I guess. Kinda accurate though, but I mean the only person who has literal who has a closer connection with the nine hells or dead people is Sigmund, and that's because there's that's literally following him. But I've never even seen a demon. Like, what are you talking about? Have I? <laughs> <laughs> um, you know what? Um, no, never mind. Never mind. We'll just. I will identify. Hell yeah. What's the range on identify? Touch. Touch. And it is divination magic, correct? Yeah. Okay. Um, so you'll have to go up to the obelisk. Yes. I will. Um, do you ask the, the ship to go closer, or are you... No, like I swimming have, out. I can get you there. No, if I can get now, you there. Or I can get you there. Can get me there. I can do it. I can do it. I have a new oh. ability. I want to show everyone. Okay. Okay. So, I will summon my swarm. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um. How about my lunar moths? Okay. Or beetles, or something that flies and are robust. Mm-hmm. Okay, and I will make them sort of like in a disc shape, and I'll be like, Morgan, hop on. Uh, you will have to go okay. with Morgan, because it's you gain That's a fly fine. speed. That's fine. We'll go together. <clears throat> okay, so we'll say you can uh, carry Morgan with this. I am small. <coughs> I mean, Morgan does have a floating disc, technically, but... But oh, this is way that. cooler. Floating oh, well, let's, do cool thing. let's do the cool thing. Let's do the bug, I guess. All right. So, <laughs> Crisis, you know, zoom, has zoom. a bunch of Lunamoths just exit from his mouth, <laughs> forming this, like, undulating circular platform that he just stands on proudly. Ah, look um, what I can do. <laughs> trepidatiously, you step on with Crisis and head towards the obelisk. Zoom, zoom! All right. <laughs> I'm so excited about something. this, guys. <laughs> so you... It's a 10-foot fly speed, and you... It slowly, you slowly approach the, um... The oh, obelisk. wait, no, never mind. It only lasts... No, that's not one round. It's you gain a fly speed. As a bonus action, you gain a fly speed of 10 feet and can hover. This effect lasts for one minute. One minute. We can get there. Yeah, you can get there and then you'll drop. Oh, maybe not then. Okay, so I can do flow. I can, I can do. Sorry, I tried. I thought it was cool. I, I, it is I'll cool. Floating discs. floating discs last an hour. I'll do floating. Okay. Uh, so one, roll me that d20. Yeah, yeah. Mm? 
Five. All right, you're at a two because it's a new day again. Ah, oh, shit. Yeah. The uh, the seed is not particularly um, conducive to a search, at least not while traveling. <clears throat> okay, I'll float over to the obelisk and then I'll identify <coughs> it. Hey. And you but have to touch it to do so. Yes. I'm gonna do a thing. Oh. I will snap my fingers. I will summon my little rabbit. Mm -hmm. I'm gonna cast identify through my rabbit and get my rabbit to touch it. Okay. I can oh do no, that. the poor bunny. So. I'm I can make a new one. <laughs> that's not gonna make me cry. No, uh, that's conjuration magic, correct? Uh, what is? Find familiar. Find familiar is conjuration. Yes. Okay. And I would be casting divination through it. Okay. <coughs> so. Okay, which one of these effects happens first? Oh dear. Uh oh. Hmm. That's not good. I don't like the sound of that. You know what? We'll we'll do this in a sequence. So first up, uh, you cast divination through Piper. Your Almirage. And as the rabbit touches its horn to the obelisk, you watch as it's almost pulled apart into mist that is then sucked into the obelisk. Jesus. So your fine familiar is dispelled now, unfortunately. Good thing I didn't touch that. Um, however, you then watch pouring out from the bottom of the obelisk now, this same thin, um, uh, white mist that coils upwards towards you like tendrils starts wrapping around you, and you can feel the sensation of huge tentacles wrapping around your body. Uh-huh, I've seen this movie, and I don't know if I like where this is going. <laughs> you don't see anything, but this mist, it feels like there is some tendrilled creature attached to you. <laughs> uh, this effect is just going to last for five days. That's what it is. Excuse me? What? Um, so and as like, you I feel, feel these like tentacles... Tentacle attached yeah. To me. yeah, there's just... It feels like all of your body is just wrapped in tentacles. Like, there's some that are just around your arm, your leg. There's one, like, wrapped around your waist. Um, how many? Oh, yeah, no, it's just indefinite amounts. And it lasts for... It lasts for 1d6 days, which is five days. So, like, can I move? Can I see? <laughs> oh, yeah, you can move, you can see. It's just you have this sensation of invisible tentacles wrapped around you. Uh, the effect of which will become known when it becomes apparent. Oh, no, 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 I don't like this. Um, and as this happens, all in a split second, just all in a split second, your identify connects. The divination magic is pulled into the obelisk. It pulls your consciousness into the obelisk. 
Holy shit, I'm You I'm lose sensation you. Cool. of all your surroundings. And suddenly you your perception, your senses, your mind is in this endless dark abyss. Distant infinitely distant stars and swirling nebulas and galaxies of multicolor vague and blurred out of view <coughs> are in the distance and directly before you attached to nothing formless darkness opens a gigantic large green eye single eye with three irises and pupils that kind of almost move independently on the eyeball staring back at you and you suddenly so feel we just woke you up hear Ava, right? oh no you guys don't see shit this is just morgan so morgan just woke up in ava right <laughs> um you guy uh, uh morgan you suddenly feel inside your ears your entire body you can hear just this um incomprehensible rumbling you can now discern is some sort of language an alien language endlessly muttering and whispering into you i need you to make <clears throat> a wisdom saving throw please Look at those. Shit. this is going to be bad for me Oh, maybe not. We can't see your rolls. Oh, we do now. Never mind. Yeah. Um, that is unfortunately a failure. Fuck. Uh, I'm yeah, trying to find like, the. I'm trying to find the page in the, the DMG right now. I could possibly that do. I need. Oh dear. Um, ah, where the heck is the page? Fuck it, I'm just gonna look it up. <laughs> uh, hey Morgan, do you want to roll the D100 or do you want me to roll the D100? I'll do it. Alright, roll me a D100, please. You know what, I may as well, listen, if, my, if I'm gonna die, it may, be, may as well be in my hand. 91. 91. To you. Sorry, I fucked I whispered it. I don't know why I whispered it. Oh, jeez. Oh, dear. Well, at least it wasn't for indefinite. Am I making a new character, guys? Holy shit. Already, wow. Again? Um. Oh, whoops. I read the I wrong one. <laughs> it's because the tables are slightly different. Um, <coughs> Morgan, you are faced with an outer entity of incomprehensible power and motivation, a malevolent force of pure mental insanity, and you suffer the, the, the terms of uh, long-term madness. Oh boy. This effect will last for oh, God. 80 oh. hours. Jeez. Oh, that's not too bad. 
What? It's not so bad. Oh, yeah. Oh, the effect of which you lose the ability to speak. Oh. Or maybe it's an advantage for us. Hey! <laughs> this means that any spell Morrigan has that is verbal and component cannot be cast for 80 hours. I'm pretty sure every single spell I have is verbal, at least. But, but on the plus side, oh. uh, Pixie no longer no longer needs to worry about them. Shoot. Um, Morgan will still stare at the tits. Doesn't need her mouth to stare at the tits. You could be like Ariel. I like how everyone like thinks Morgan's not slick. Like she has no game. Morgan has games. She just no. hasn't had a chance to show it yet. No. No, the staring at the tits was just the first day. After that, Morgan got a little more acquainted with them. Let's go. I got game. I'm going to do a thing. You'll see. Even if I am mad, I can have game. But I'm going to prove um, it. <laughs> after what feels like a near infinity of you spending being assaulted by this alien speech your senses shunt back out of this um other world back into your body you still feel these tentacles wrapped around you um and you're just standing on the floating disc this has happened within the span of six seconds it's been a single round for everyone else for morgan this has been months Possibly. What the fuck? I don't even know if Morrigan. I think she would just be frozen there. Honestly. Yeah, you're you're probably stunned for at least another round. Um, Call Pixie over. I'm gonna go. No, like, okay, I, I will. I will probably to, wake Morgan up. Addendum. I need you to take off your shirt. <laughs> <laughs> That'll fix me. <laughs> yeah. I'll make an addendum to you cannot speak. You cannot speak and make sense. Oh. You you can't speak coherently. You can still talk, but not it's it's not gonna make sense. Sounds like gibberish. You have okay. seen what lies beyond, and it's not nice. You know what? I I'll say that like Morgan's got that like thousand yard stare, like that trembling, like can't form a full word, so it's just like stuttering and shaking and like, <laughs> you know, like. Um, but um, as part of your long term madness, uh, that will last for what three days. Mm -hmm. So it'll come back when you get to Kasra. Um, you did just barely manage to identify this object. It's not magical. It is... Okay. Well, it's magical in its some sense. It is an anchor to the astral plane. It is connected to a place beyond knowledge, and apparently a very particular entity that resides within it. It is Cthulhu's wiener. <laughs> Oh no, Cthulhu is somewhere else in that ocean. Cthulhu is in the material plane. This was more Azatoth. You met Azatoth while it was awake. Tomorrow. <laughs> and that's oh. not good. And it saw me. Mm -hmm. <gasps> Some outer entity 
has Guys, seen Morrigan. Guys, I just created Morrigan. our big bad. Let's go. <laughs> you fucked up. Oh, yeah. What have you guys pissed off? What have you pissed off, asshole? What, um, what have I pissed off? Yeah, you, you guys. God. What about you? <laughs> oh, uh, actually... I woke here's, up here's a space god in his own bed. Here, here's a fun <laughs> peek behind the screen. Oh no. Um, this was a possible patron for Finn. Oh no. Oh yeah. At any point, Finn changed patrons and chosen elder? Yeah, it would have been this oh. thing. Oh, but also fuck because i just walked i just walked through his front door and went hey what's this place <laughs> and then i went crazy <laughs> yep um so the rest of and you witness um the rest of you witness morgan's briefly lived familiar be pulled and disassembled into this mysterious black obelisk um, a mist wind up and wrap around Morgan for maybe all of six seconds, to which Morgan just tensed up, froze, and when she finally, maybe partially relaxed, has gone pretty much catatonic. Ooh, I have, wait, I want to see if I can do something. Please, cast more magic. Her, she's lost her coconuts. Please, cast more magic. No. Anyone, no. cast magic. No. Please. No. Ooh, can I cast... Can I cast just... Fucking anybody, axe in its face? Does, you want to just throw an axe at it? Yeah, sort of. You, do, do I have, have an axe? DM, I don't think you do. I have yes. a question. Yes. My wizardly quill. Mm-hmm. Can I write on a wooden surface? Or does it have to be paper? Uh, let me see the quill's property. I have a dagger. I can throw a dagger at it. If you want. Um. I do. I sort of do. Uh, nope. Writing surface of your choice. Writing surface of my choice? Yep. So I can write on wood? Yep, you you can magically write on pretty much anything. I will write in all caps, do not touch. Oh. Uh, make a pure charisma check. Oh. It just says I don't have <laughs> Charisma? Mm-hmm. 16. Uh... Sure, we'll say that you are able to scrawl this out painstakingly. You guys just see like a float. I think it's like a floating quill too. Like, I, do I have to hold it? Uh, yeah. It appears in a space next to you, but you still have to hold it to write. Okay, yeah, cool. So I'm just like very strong. I'm, I'm fighting for my life to write this um, <laughs> on the deck of the ship. I'm fighting for my fucking life. And to write. as Morgan touch. writes it. Morgan is also writing other things at the same time. Oh, holy shit. Um, what? Essentially, you see Lovecraftian uh, relay script appearing 
as parts of the do not touch. Uh, you oh, know, like that fuck. font that uh, creates characters up and down, like yeah. around the right. Re- yeah, it looks like that. <clears throat> Morgan just very carefully in common wrote do not touch while mixing it with some alien script that is not understandable to you. Love it. Talking gibberish. Thanks. I mean, no, you can see the do not touch, but it's it's additional. All right. So basically, it's just freaky as shit because yeah. now I'm fucking, yeah. I'm catatonic, I'm writing in tongues, but also in common. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I ain't gonna touch that. Thank you very much. Can um, I move? Yeah, you can move. It's just your ability to properly communicate coherently is uh, at the moment impeded. I am going to. What is the room that I, I that like? I guess the room I would have been spent the most time in is like the map room with Pixie or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. I will literally just get up thousand yard stair and just like slowly walk to the map room. <laughs> okay. Well then. And I might go into fetal position in the corner <laughs> in that room. <clears throat> Let's see. <coughs> um, Pixie would have probably this at least. Oh, and nine, well, thirteen. But so Morgan just she writes this down on one of the railings of the ship, stands there for. 15 seconds, just staring up into nothing, turns around and just autopilot walks away back towards the navigation room, leaving you all in the, the deck of the ship. And uh, I'm Morgan, just like whispering to and, myself. Yeah, just incomprehensibly muttering. Uh, and like, at least every other, every third word is in just alien tongue. It's, it's like it's like the speaking version of when Channing Tatum just writes four all over the whiteboard in 21 Jump Street. <laughs> oh, I was but going with Kalima. Uh, <laughs> That's what I was uh, thinking. Uh, Relay Fatagan Fatagan. I forget the full. <laughs> I forget the full Cthulhu chant, but yeah, it's like that. Like, but like every other, every third word you say is in that dialect. It's trippy. Um, as you, you know, you go into the map room. Pixie is still there. Um, you walk and she looks over at you. Is about to say something. Notices just the blank look on your face, the the hollow look in your eyes. And as you sit down in the corner, she walks up to you, kind of like, I mean, again, seven foot tall, kneels down in front of you a hand on your face and looks into your eyes and you can see reflected back from her eyes no longer glowing but now this um endless starscape like she has no pupils or irises but instead her eyes are now it looks like the night sky with constellations she just looks at you and goes oh you poor thing you've seen something you shouldn't have 
I'm so sorry. Pixie know some shit? So show her something she should see. Does Pixie know some shit? All caps, exclamation point, question mark in my <laughs> notebook. And that's where we're going to end the session. Ooh, spooky. Suspicious. Thank you for listening to this episode of Galdercast. This episode featured Dan as Alaric Smiley Grin. Sadie Bennett as Morrigan, Tanya as Crisis the Kobold, Georgia as Panic, Kevin as Sigmund Rackrum, and Sean as Dungeon Master. If you enjoyed the episode, consider leaving us a like, comment, or review, as well as share the episode to help others find our podcast. If you want to know when new episodes come out, you can always follow us on Podbean, Spotify, Google Podcast, Apple Podcast, and Stitcher under Galdercast. You can also find us on Twitter at Galdercast for future episodes and possible channel updates, news, and other notifications. Lastly, we now have show merch. So if you'd like to help support the show, plus get some fun merch, head over to galdercast.creator-spring.com and keep an eye out as we continue to release more merch in the future. You can find all these links in the description below. Thanks again, and we'll see all you crows in the next episode of our adventure.